1: And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan.
2: Time for the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Keeping it real. Over the last couple of decades here on 680, The Fan. Hopefully, your President's Day Monday is going well. And uh, we're working today. Got DT in the house, ready to get to work. Where's Road Dog? Still trying to get over that Saturday loss to Alabama. My
3: goodness. <sighs> I haven't seen many stompings like that in college basketball. Uh, I don't watch as much goodness. college basketball as I used to, but man, Good Lord.
2: And we had a lot going on this weekend. Doesn't mean it was entertaining, in my opinion. We had a lot of things going on, which allows us to have plenty of content on this 42-minute content. A one-hour show, 42 minutes of content. And we're going to fill it today. Let's get started. Bucks. Big. Take. The Great American Race was set up for a fantastic finish, and I love those. And then the modern-day overtime rules wrecked any chance of that going down. Am I the only one that dislikes this format? Remember when we used to get a race to the finish line? Well, not anymore. The 65th Daytona 500, well, that was a letdown. Kyle Busch took the lead with two laps to go, standing up in front of the TV monitor man ready for the fantastic finish. Bush trying to win this race for the first time after uh, two day, uh, decades of trying, and then boom, some dude wrecks in the back, we get a restart, a huge wreck takes out half the field, and then on another restart, Stenhouse wins because he's leading at the moment of caution. Man, that stinks. Not for Stenhouse, he broke a 199-race, five-year winless streak. Admit it, race fans, you were let down by the ending just like me. You miss the good old days when the good old boys raced to the finish line on the final five to ten laps without anybody wrecking. Now the winner is crowned in the great American race. At the moment of caution. Are you kidding me? Or am I just crazy? We don't have a NASCAR expert, though, here in the morning time here at
3: 680 The Fan. I was looking around the sales team. Nobody's an expert. We've only got a couple throughout the station, I'm afraid. Well, but they they kind of changed those rules on no nowhere near NASCAR. Yeah, the asking. modern day overtime. Right, where they rules. Have, they've gone to the overtime with the green white checker and they they did that what once or twice cuz I'm like you I or I don't know about everybody I didn't watch the entire race. I just tuned in for the end there. But yes, that's, that's how, what I always do. And that's how the Daytona or at least ever since I've been watching it for the last 15 20 years. That's how it always seems to end. It's basically just Stay in it. Don't get in the big one for the the, the few big crashes. No, then, they they have the big crashes every time. That's now. what I'm saying. But now and now, but then once you get to the those last few restarts, it's it's every man for himself. It's well, just mayhem. it's just craziness. Those those restarts are. They've got to come Daytona. up with a better format than what we've got right I now. I thought the green white checker was good, but yeah, I guess I don't understand why that didn't go to a double overtime because I guess they had completed enough of the lap. that Yeah, and NASCAR... they're selling it
2: now today on these national. Uh, outlets has, uh, you know, one of the greatest things ever. The, the, the longest Daytona 500 was, race in the history. It was long. Yeah, as if that means anything. Yeah. And I want to see a race to the finish line. It was exciting. Without there because the pile-up wrecks that go on.
3: Yeah, we got a couple of decent re- uh, restarts, but then the actual variant. It was kind of like the Super Bowl. Just the, the actual very end of it was was not very compelling. Yeah, there's some other things going on. Let's uh, talk about those things.
1: Let's find out what's poppin'. SFL kicked
2: off, and man, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't sit down and watch it, but, you know, flipping through the channels, I saw the Seattle Sea Dragons. And I heard the name June Jones mentioned, and I said, I'm going to watch a little bit of the Sea Dragons. See what June Jones is up to. Well, they took the L.
3: Lost to the D.C. Defenders. Is he still running that same offense from uh, the shooting poop? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's one so what they call it. call it. That's sure. I believe the it was. I run, think oh, the run and shoot. I think there was yeah, the run yeah. and shoot. It's
2: the run, run and and shoot. shoot what it. am I thinking about here? And did you see uh, A.J. McCarron has resurfaced? Very yeah. Very exciting. I mean, A.J. McCarron's back in the middle of it, man. He completed 18 passes in a row. Two touchdown passes in the last 85 seconds. And got the game-winning touchdown. As he led the Battle Hawks, the Battle Hawks to a season-opening win, the St. Louis Battle Hawks take down the San Antonio Brahmas. I bet Carlos Medina was upset
3: with that one. I was kind of cheering for them, Isn't that Heinz Ward's team. I think I think San I, Antonio Brahmas. I believe he's the coach of that team. Yeah. So I'm kind of cheering for Heinz Ward. Have you picked out your favorite XFL team yet, Buck?
2: Not yet. I'm gonna need a little more time you on that. Gotta keep scouting them. I see. Yeah, I'm gonna need a little bit more time. I, I do like the audio you're able to get from what's being said.
3: I heard a little bit of that. Yeah, you get yeah. some play calls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're offering up something. We're not getting in the NFL. What did you think of the kickoff? Did you get a chance to see
2: one of those? Yeah, I did like that. Okay. Where they line up five yards from each I, other. I didn't hate it. Yeah. And then they wait for the return man to catch it, and then then you can start running and
3: blocking. I mean, it does avoid, I mean, you know, we shouldn't have guys running 40 yards straight into each other. I think we've learned our lesson that that we'd like to avoid that, right? No doubt.
2: And then I was uh, also checking out the NBA All-Star Game. As uh, Team Antetokounmpo takes down Team LeBron, 184 to 175. And at the risk of sounding like an old man, I hate the format. You know, and I dislike, too, where they lined up like 15 minutes before game time. They uh, lined up, and it was as as if you were at the playground and selecting your team. Okay, I'll take him. All right, who are you taking? Oh, you're going to take him? Well, I'm taking him. I mean, that's 15 minutes before the game starts. Uh, Jason Tatum knocking down uh, 55 points in the game. He's your most valuable player in a game that I could have scored
3: 20. All those wide open lanes, wide open layups, Buck. Yeah, I mean, just uh, hey, go ahead and take it to the rack, man. Jason uh, gave us a little play. He gave us the three pointers, and he gave us some cool dunks. So well, I did it like it. Where uh, he and Brown were going one on one. That was kind of fun. I think they pushed it a little too long, but yeah, it was still fun.
2: Donovan Mitchell uh, throwing it down in front of the home folks. Yes, yeah, good seeing Cobb alone. Did you
3: see that at halftime? They honored LeBron. They did. We got to see the uh, the original mailman. Yeah. My man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Top three leading scorers in the history of the game all together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And LeBron went around, they, you know, kissing the king
2: is what they were doing with that one. Now, I did not know the music artists uh, that were playing also at halftime.
3: Yeah, I actually didn't know the halftime. I do know. I've I was heard of Post Malone. He was doing the pregame. I at least yeah. am aware of him. I didn't. Well, know Well, that's any my of man,
2: things. Post Malone. Yeah, the, you probably he's know like about Tatted him. up all over that body.
3: You know more Post Malone than I do, Buck.
2: But yeah, the artist at halftime. I had no idea who that who that was. I don't think many people did. But uh, yeah, the NBA All Star game's come and gone, and our Atlanta Hawks back on the scene coming up on thursday as we finish out the season
3: losers did you get anything out of uh, all-star saturday night three-point contest uh no i was busy saturday Uh, night you might have missed a little bit but it was fun kelly contest
2: was enjoyable kelly and i made the trip over to starkville stark vegas to see audrey it was her birthday last week so we had to take her some birthday presents nice and we took in the mississippi state baseball game on saturday
3: now do they have the cowbells there at the baseball
2: field as well uh yeah they do a little of that okay. not, not as much as a football game just curious there were over fifteen thousand people there though that is the best baseball atmosphere outside of major league baseball anywhere in the country without without question no doubt if you're a baseball fan, college baseball fan, you got to check that off the bucket list, man. You will be amazed. And there's some beer being knocked down too during the games. I, spent, I did spend uh, most of the time yesterday when we returned home checking out the finish to the what I used to call the LA Open. I'm not sure what they're
3: calling it. Now. Yeah, that's what everybody called it. That's the what it Genesis was. Genesis
2: Invitational yeah. Blue. What are you talking about?
3: Get that corporate sponsor in there, buck. I got to see Tiger Woods for four
2: days. I enjoyed that. I mean, uh, we've got to take it while we can get it. He's only going to play, try to play the four majors. Next time we see him will probably be the Masters and maybe one or two other events. But great seeing him uh, playing out in L.A., played four rounds, finished one under par. I mean, that's legit. Keith Mitchell, too, continues to play great golf, former Georgia Bulldog, former member of uh, Team blue that took down Team Kincaid one year in the Buck and Kincaid Golf Classic, put on by 680. The fan Mitchell is, is playing great golf, man, 12 under par, top five finish as the tour heads back to Florida, and the Honda, where he's already won there. Keith Mitchell, man, so impressed, but not as impressed as we are with John John Rahm. Tenth career win. My goodness. He's got five victories in his last nine starts worldwide. He's got three wins before March, which is rarely done. Number one in the world, Tacoma check, a check of $3.6 million. And uh, after the round, Rom was talking about, this is one of the great lessons in life. You can outwork people. Listen at Rom. I've been extremely disciplined my whole
3: career but uh, right now i'm seeing the dividends of a lot of the hard work over the years right so it's um just keep doing the small things and uh and keep enjoying and having fun obviously when you're playing good it's really fun and when you're winning tournaments extremely fun but gotta enjoy the tough moments as well so you know try to take it all in and like i said just keep doing the little things properly every day and hopefully keep putting myself in 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 position to win yeah, hard
2: work pays off, man. You can outwork the competition.
3: I think where he has done, it, where we all know. If you look at John Rom, it's no surprise that he bombs the ball. He's a big, big, strong yeah, but guy. He's So
2: accurate with it,
3: but, but he puts it where he needs to be. But really, he's done. He's uh, Seve Ballesteros, a big, big influence on him. This John Rom from Spain, he's worked a lot on that short game, buck, and the touch he shows around the greens is just fantastic.
2: Yeah, Seve had nine career wins. Yeah, that's number ten for John, right? But Seve didn't play as much over here in the states as Rom is playing. Yeah, so keep that in a, mind. Yeah,
3: five of those wins, wins are major tournament wins, by the way. So yeah, pretty pretty impressive from Seve.
2: Rom, though, when you're talented and you're out working the competition, great things are going to happen. What a great life lesson! If you're paying attention, and you know I tried to copy his swing off the tee, especially trying to limit the taking the club back too far. And you see him, it looks like he takes it back to about,
3: you know, 9 a.m. on the clock and just stripes it. Yeah, he and Tony Fino both in a... Look, if there's one swing I want to replicate that I saw this weekend, it's Keith Mitchell's man. Yeah. He has the sweetest swing. Lights out. Maybe on tour. Congratulations to Keith. My former partner on Team
2: Baloo. doing a great job. You can listen to the fan multiple ways. 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Let them wow you up there in Coming. Fastest and easiest way to shop online. Uh, Think of Beaver Coming of Toyota. We appreciate them. And that's what's going on out there. We're coming back on the other side. as I'm living up to the promises I'm making on this show. We're coming back talking Braves baseball, and we're doing it every day this month. And next month and the month after that and the month after that and the month after that, hopefully all the way back into the postseason as we hopefully make another run at the World Series. It's the Buck Show here on The Fan,
0: 680 and 93.7.
2: located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. It's a big President's Day Monday on the Buck Balooz Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. And if you blink and miss it, well, we've got the show podcast you can check out anytime, anywhere. A lot of people doing that these days. And we've got an invitation, man. Why don't you come out and uh, tee it up? Uh, First big golf tournament of the year. 680, the fans, Chili Dip Open, benefiting First Team Metro Atlanta. Going to tee off Friday, March 10th at 12 noon. And yeah, it'll be a shotgun start, just like the... uh, Live golf like they've got going. I don't think we're trying to copy them. Your foursome includes green fees at one of the Metro Atlanta's finest golf courses, post-round trophies. Well, yeah, if you win, you expect to get a trophy, right? Probably a bottle of liquor. Great raffle prizes and, of course, all the chili you can eat. Love that. Don't miss out on the first big golf tournament of 2023 here in Atlanta. Book your foursome today. At GolfNow.com or at BearsBestAtlanta.com. We're giving you a choice. Get signed up. Chili Dip Open. Brought to you by Bears Best, Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, Hennessy Jaguar, Land Rover, Gwinnett, Kroger, Beaver Toyota, Anderson Power Services, and Tito's Handmade Vodka. DT, you going to play in the Chili Dip?
3: Uh, Not likely, Buck, but we'll see. Maybe uh, I'll be around. I'm playing. What you? Well, you always get to play. A fun track, too. That's a that's a fun place yeah, to play. Yeah, I call that my home track. Bear's oh, Best okay. yeah. Swanee. Great practice facility.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Ian Grimway does a great job managing the complex. Super yeah. nice people. Awesome golf course. Nicholas's. Top 18 hole designs on the east coast of the United States. There's one in Vegas, too, that is also awesome. Well, that's the beauty of it. You get a lot of different types of
3: holes to play on
2: that course. So a lot of fun. Just love it. Absolutely love it. And, uh, man, I made a promise to the uh, people out listening to the show that, by golly, in the month of February,
1: we're talking Braves baseball every single day. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com.
2: All right, Braves storyline number 14. Today, number 14. And look, DT, this is not a... uh, Disrespecting the Ace Max Freed. But there's so many interesting, compelling storylines. I bumped the Ace Max Freed down to number 14. So
3: not dissing him. Got great respect for this. Well, maybe that is a sign of respect. It's not a it's not a big question mark. We're not no, all we're not all worried about how's Max gonna perform. No, this we year. sure are. Right. Right. You shouldn't be.
2: Fifth year in the rotation for Freed. Now, a year ago, he was a runner-up in the Cy Young voting in the National League. 30 starts, went 14-7, and 7, 2.48. 21 of the 30 starts was quality, meaning he went six innings, gave up three earned runs or less. When Max Fried took the ball in the regular season, the team was 20-10. and 10. So when you hand the ball to Max and you're a Braves fan or a Braves player, we got a really good shot at winning today. And that is a really good feeling. This guy was smoking the opponents in June, July, August, and September. Laying down the law. Nobody was touching him. How about the last three seasons, his ERA 2.68, record 35 and 14. One of the top starters in Major League Baseball today. Maybe the top left-handed starter. Now the stuff. I've really grown to appreciate the stuff. Four quality pitches. You got the four-seam fastball sitting at 94. You got the plus-plus curve that bites like you've never seen at the plate. Throws that up there at 74. Slider at 87. Change up at 86. And Max Reed is the king, brother, of limiting hard contact. You don't see many guys squaring that ball up against Freed. Now let's get to the money situation. All right, he's in the fourth year of arbitration, third year of arbitration. He filed for $15 million and received a one-year $13.5 million deal. Next season will be his final year of arbitration. And he's going to make somewhere around twenty million dollars next season. And then in 2025, he's a free agent. Gone. Yeah. And uh, look, market value for Max Freed. We're talking a six-year contract for 140 million dollars.
3: And it's not too outlandish to think that the Braves aren't going to be able to aren't going to be in position to pick that up. Yeah,
2: I'm getting to that
3: here in just a second. <laughs> the attitude.
2: See. DTU would probably be a little your feelings would be hurt. Yeah. The fact sure, that, uh, sure. Anthopolis and the Braves have not signed him to a long-term deal because Max Fried looks around and he says, you know what? Nobody's performed like I have over the last three years, and it seems like every other player is getting these long-term deals. It's got to be frustrating for Max, yeah. But I'd say his attitude is commendable. He doesn't have the long-term deal. After two top five Cy Young finishes, after three gold gloves, an all-star appearance, a shutdown game in the World Series victory over the Astros. After doing all those great things, he still didn't have a long-term deal. But there's no animosity. There, He's not upset. He claimed, look, this is just part of the process in baseball. Don't take offense to it. He likes the Braves organization hopes an extension will come his way and he will stay in Atlanta if the offer is fair. Now, that said, it's reasonable at this point in time to expect that after 2024, after next season, that Max Fried will be moving on. Reasonable to assume that Anthopolis and the Braves will make a decision to not offer fair market value, six years, $140 million. And I would imagine their reasoning on that would be they don't want to do that to a guy that will be 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, and 36 during this six-year contract that would be market value. So enjoy Max this season and next season. And then again, it's reasonable to expect that Max Reed at that point in time will be moving on.
3: Yeah, Max one of my favorite players on the club. Buck, you know the, the best thing about Max. He's a pitcher, but he's a ball player. I wonder if he's one of the few pitchers that might actually miss hitting a little bit. Yeah, he's a great athlete. Running the bases. Yeah. I mean, he could be a pitch miss, runner. Missing Max out there. Yeah i tell you
2: what, what else he is. And we've lost, like, the captain of the team in Freddie Freeman two years ago. We lost the captain of the team this past season, Dansby Swanson. And I look at Max Fried as a leader on this baseball team in 2023. And it could be we're going to lose him also. So, look, I know everybody looks at the stats and what they're doing as far as, you know, contributing on the field and the impressive numbers they're laying down. But. The leadership's huge, in my opinion, and he's one of the leaders on this team. Tremendous competitor. I look at him as one of the top competitors. He and Dansby Swanson, those were one and two on the list at the end of last season as far as guys. They just love the competition, man. They embrace it. Bring it on, baby. I'm going to get the best of you. Now, I'm not going to sit around and brag about it. But I want you to come after me, man, because I'm taking you down. Love that attitude. Loved it with Dansby. Love it with Max Fried. So let's enjoy him this season and next, and then we'll uh, we'll be watching him move on. I'll tell you what's back here at the fan. Have you heard about the putt for the Porsche is back, and you can join the fan and Chuck Chuck and turn off this Thursday from two to six PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. For your chance to qualify to sink a putt and win a 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta. Now, the finalist is also going to receive a Breitling Avenger watch from Brown & Company Jewelers, regardless of the putting outcome. And everyone who qualifies gets an M-Craft putter from Mizuno. I would love to have one of those without paying for it. PGA Tour Superstore gift cards and much, much more. For information, visit 680thefan.com. Qualify for your chance to putt for a Porsche Thursday from two to six PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. Brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta, Brown and Company Jewelers, and our great friends at Mizuno. You know I hit Mizuno irons, as and, do I, Buck. As and love I love them. Me too. Love them. Also love the top five. What do we do in NFL today?
1: The best in college football and the NFL. 55443321. Five, two, We're one. the It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at AceHardware.com.
3: Yeah, Buck, it's an NFL Top 5. Touch maybe on a little, yeah, little draft yeah. talk, a little off-season talk. We'll By the way, on. I bumped into this man
2: at uh, Publix yesterday, and he was he was bragging on the
3: top five man. He says he loves it. Everybody loves the top five. All man. right, well, what, we got, what we got today? People clamoring for it. All right, starting in the NFL, yeah, Gino Smith probably comeback player of the year in the NFL, right, But Man, he what? was awesome. He was what a story. Everybody wrote him off. Geno didn't write back though, right? So. Should the Seahawks re-up Geno? Will he be in Seattle next year? Well, if you want to win. He's a
1: winner, I mean, if you're
3: looking to just uh, field a team
2: and cash a check, then you might want to go with Drew Drew Lock. But if you want to Mm -hmm. win, you got to go Geno, right? I mean, he led the team to the playoffs. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback, even though we didn't have a real game, recognized as a Pro Bowl quarterback. And he should be getting a contract of, say, three years, $100 million. That's what the market value is.
3: That's really not all that crazy for what the highest uh, quarterbacks are going for, yeah. I mean, what else do you have to do to get one of these contracts? He, he performed, led the team to the playoffs.
2: They had Geno Smith. He was legit last year. And the Seahawks are crazy if they don't re up Geno Smith. I yeah, just a you're removed from letting uh, Russell Wilson get out of town. I mean, what does the fan base say when you say, well, you know, we're going to pass on signing this guy that led us to the playoffs and he recognized as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. We're just going to pass on him. We, I tell you what, we're going to go with Drew Locke. What is the fan base going to say? They're going to say
3: uh, our front office is crazy. Not in Pete we trust, no? All right. well, or we'll prejudice. Keep an eye on uh, Gino in the offseason. All right, some uh, some coaching moves, Bucks. What are your thoughts on Eric Benemy finally taking over an offense? He's, He's headed up to Washington. Well,
2: I think I was talking about this on Friday. I believe you were. When I was saying it would be a mistake to take that job. Now, they've named him assistant head coach, offensive coordinator, so he'll be game planning and calling the plays, which he doesn't do in Kansas City under Andy Reid. You see, you got Ron Rivera as the head coach, and he is a defensive mind. So he needs somebody to run the offensive side of the ball. Now, here's the problem. Eric Bieniemy is going to a place where they're going to have a new owner. Chances are the new owner's going to clean house. So what what happens if that that happens after one year on the job?
3: Now you're back in the job market? Haven't I mean, really had a chance to prove yourself is which is basically the whole point I of mean, this. What are be we going to give you one year to prove yourself
2: and then you could be gone?
3: Well, new ownership uh, can't be any worse than the old ownership. I,
2: I think, think it's a but. mistake by Eric Ben. I mean, he was in a great place in Kansas City. Yeah, maybe. working with the best quarterback in the world today, working for a head coach that loves
3: him, and now you're going to Washington. It just to me, it doesn't make any sense. They were happy to name uh, Charles Nagy the. Uh, the head coach in waiting out there in Kansas City right when me was out the door. So We'll keep an eye on that as well, Buck. Some other off-the-field coaching news. This one uh, kind of raises an eyebrow. Rex Ryan interviewing in Denver for to be uh, Sean Payton's defensive coordinator. Is that a good fit? What do you think of that? Well, he's been out of the game for, I guess, not that years. long. Yeah, six, six years, years he's been out of the game.
2: <laughs> It's been Six talking a lot.
3: years, man. That's a long time to be away. Uh, Isn't I crazy? I don't even remember him coaching at Buffalo. That, that that must have been pretty forgettable. Well, he didn't have the white teeth, man. Oh, yeah. He's got
2: them big old chompers Man, him. he's got the chiclets now. Those things are the whitest things I've ever seen. But it could be a good job for him. I mean, the ego that Sean Payton has and the ego that Rex Ryan has, those two big egos might be able to coexist. Because you got Peyton
3: running the offense. you got Ryan running the defense. If this happens, I'm going to have a new team to cheer. I've already got a team to cheer against out there in Denver. But if this happens, it's even more.
2: He has a Falcons guy. I would think a lot of people want to see him lose. Uh, he has claimed, though, he would not go back into the uh, coaching in the NFL unless it's the perfect fit for him. Because he loves doing that, that uh, greenie show in the morning
3: on ESPN. I can't argue. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Sean Payton, but that does seem like a pretty good fit. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Greeny either.
2: Neither is (laughs) Golik. But he said it's going to take a a perfect offer for him to leave that show where he can show off those white teeth. But look, it it sounds like they, uh, Vance Joseph reportedly interviewed for the defensive coordinator job over the last couple days. The interview went eight hours with Vance Joseph. What could you talk about for eight hours? Maybe they
3: just stopped in the middle and watched like The Godfather or something. We'll keep an eye on this one, well yeah, if I was Rex Ryan, I'd just hang out with Sam Ponder all day. I think I'd be perfectly happy to do that. But Buck will move to the Falcons. I'll just ask you straight the up Falcons. They, yeah, you remember we have an NFL Woo. team. We have an NFL team here in, in Atlanta as well. And they own the number eight pick in this year's draft, Buck. Just gonna ask you straight up, what do they do? It it eight. That's where they currently sit. Yeah. Um,
2: well, they're probably going to take a big receiver. That's been the uh, that's been the trend. It huh? seems uh, more than a little bit crazy. I mean, didn't we do that the last two years? I believe so. Uh, so they're not taking Jalen Carter. He's a Georgia player, so they're even if he was available, they would pass Cross on him. Him off them. You know, if it was me, I'd be taking a cornerback. As uh, this cornerback class is loaded up. So you might be able to get one later. But why not take the first cornerback off the board? You need somebody off uh, opposite of A.J. Terrell. Get started on correcting this defense. Right now, the uh, quarterback comes up to the line. He says, uh, okay, where's A.J. Terrell? All right, I'm going to throw on the other side of the field. So let's get that corrected. All right, you got a choice of any cornerback in the draft at eight. So take Keeley Ringo off the board. He's a former Georgia player. So ineligible. They, they would not. Yeah, that, that makes him ineligible to play for the Falcons. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, maybe the kid from Oregon, uh, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Whoever the Falcons and all those former general managers they have
3: decide on. I would take that cornerback. Now, we've been talking about rebuilding the trenches for years now, Buck. So none of these defensive yeah, we, linemen we, are well, offensive linemen? it's pretty
2: obvious we're not going to do that. So you just they, assume. Yeah, we we must think up there at base camp for the Falcons, we're playing
3: seven on seven. Skill players, skill yeah. players, all skill so players. I'll go corner, I would say. Well, speaking of um, guys in the trenches from the draft, talking about Georgia Bulldogs, where do you think Broderick Jones will end up going in the draft? Well, well, as a Georgia, Georgia man, Bulldogs. I
2: hope he goes to a place that he would be able to thrive.
3: Remember you know? how me- I remember you uh w- really hoping that AJ Green would not end up a bangle and uh yeah, and it that's happened. exactly what we got. We've got a lot, a lot of Georgia Bulldogs that got up there to yeah, Cincinnati. the Cincinnati. Yeah, the Bengals have changed. But though. yeah, now it's now it's a good place to go. huh? They got Joe Burrow. Well, yeah, what about Broderick
2: Jones? Uh I would hope he would go to like say the Los Angeles Chargers. They could use him, yeah. Protect Justin Herbert. That would be 21st, I think, in the draft. He's going to, best I can tell, he's probably going to blow up the combine. But look, he's a tremendous pass, uh, pass blocker. Does a good job in the run game. Dependable. A lot to like about Broderick Jones. I hope he goes to a place like the Chargers where they need to protect their quarterback. This would be a
1: great place for him
2: five
1: on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station.
2: Yeah, man, we got a big trip coming up. We're celebrating our 30th anniversary here at 680 The Fan, and we want you to get qualified for our big spring training promotion. Listen each day between 6 and 8, and when you hear that Braves home run sounder, and the Braves score, that's your cue to be the sixth caller and get qualified to win the Braves Beach and Brew trip. Hey, you never know. I mean, it might be coming up here in just a moment. We're going to qualify 30, 30 listeners, with a shot to win the weekend stay at the Wyndham Grand on Clearwater Beach. Man, that'd be awesome. Tickets to the Braves versus Pirates game where you're going to spend a whole inning in the booth with the Braves announcers. Plus, we're going to give you an $800 Delta uh, Delta gift card, $100 to spend on whatever it is you want to spend on, and a pair of home opener tickets here at Truist Park. To get qualified, stay tuned to 680 to Fan all week long and listen for the sounder. So yeah, that's uh, we're celebrating big here at 680 The Fan. Let's get to the roundtable.
1: The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far like 15, 10. Table is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, a big shout-out to one of my favorite Bulldogs that
2: moved on to the National Football League. And now he's in the coaching profession, Thomas Brown. He could squat the building back in the day. And he's the new Carolina Panthers, or as I call him, the Charlotte Panthers offensive coordinator, leaving the L.A. Rams to take this job with the uh, Charlotte Panthers. 10th all time, as far as the Georgia Rushers go. Uh, RBU, as a lot of people call it in this area, Thomas Brown. Now, I hope they lose to the Falcons when we play the Panthers. But other than that, man, I'm I'm hoping to see Thomas Brown flourish. Great dude, awesome running back, and obviously a a pretty good coach. Be now uh, helping Frank Reich run that Panthers offense. All right, that's the good news. The bad news is this: Did you see George on Saturday? The basketball men's basketball team. Holy cow, Alabama! dismantled the Georgia basketball team 108 to 59 and i believe it's the worst georgia men's basketball loss since 1959 i kid you not the tide had a higher percentage shooting threes than the dogs did at the free throw line 47 to 43% they out-rebounded the Georgia Bulldog basketball team 49-26. to Embarrassing. The worst loss since 1959. That's got a sting. Bulldogs return to the court. They're out in Arkansas coming up tomorrow night. They're now 16-11, and 6-8 in the SEC. We'll come back with another exciting segment. A little college football nugget for you coming up next. You got the Baloo Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like.
2: 20- dealerships located throughout metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive where you can always expect the best. Got a big President's Day Monday here on the Buck Baloo Show. The fans, 680 and 93.7. do you hear that sounder? Look at the phone lines light up. Good luck with that. Got another busy week here on the show. A lot going on, including all that Braves talk. We're going to be doing in the days to come. But you can count on one thing on this show, man. We're going to find a way to fit in some college football big time.
1: Mmm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
2: Yeah, we're going to have spring football getting cranked up here soon you count on us to be all over that, too. Big quarterback competition going on at Alabama and at Georgia. We'll be on both of those topics. Today, though, let's talk about LSU. Max Howe used to say on the station. You don't remember Max? How could you forget about Max Howe? All right, LSU's quarterback situation. Jaden Daniels has decided he's coming back, so he's QB1. Boy, he put up a really good season a year ago, leading LSU to the SEC championship game, where they went down and went down hard to Georgia. And I tell you, Jaden Daniels, I uh, really like his skill set, like his game. He can throw it, he can run it. Found a home there in Baton Rouge last season, but then what about Garrett Nussmeyer? SEC title game, he came in for Daniels, who had that high ankle sprain. And put up some big numbers against that Georgia defense. I'm sure you were paying attention. Garrett Nussmeyer now is QB2. So here are the things that could happen to Nussmeyer coming into the season. Behind door number one. He's the backup to Jaden Daniels. And you see him get some garbage cleanup time. All right, behind door number two. He gets playing time in a two-quarterback system. Hmm. Most coaches don't like doing that. Behind door number three. Jaden Daniels has blocked him from becoming the QB1 in Baton Rouge. So he transfers after spring football practice. Hmm. Boy, that'd be a big story. Or behind door number four. He wins that QB one job. He knocks off Jaden Daniels. And he emerges coming into the year as the number one quarterback at LSU. Uh, I think maybe three would be the way to go. He sticks around through the spring practice. See what's going to happen. And if it's determined that Jaden Daniels is going to be the guy and that Nussmeyer would be a backup that did not play very much, he's got three years of eligibility left. He transfers. Because there's some teams out there that need a quarterback, a legitimate, talented, highly skilled quarterback like Alabama, who's going with a couple of greenhorns. Wouldn't that shake it up? Wouldn't that be a huge story? Nussmeyer leaves LSU and he goes to the rival, Alabama and steps in immediately, providing them with a legitimate, proven option at the quarterback position. That'd be crazy, man. it would be people criticizing Kelly down there in Cajun country. They allowed this to happen. They would probably try to convince him, look, You're the backup. We're going to play you a lot. So don't be transferring. Don't get that out of your mind. We're going to play you a lot. Promises, promises, right? Keep an eye on the situation. Well, we will, and we'll let you know, you know, what's really going on. We'll keep it real for you here on the Blue Show. Garrett Nussmeyer, You were impressed with him, DT, during the SEC title game. I mean, he came in and carved up that Georgia secondary. Made that score a little closer. Let's get to the final word.
1: Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955.
2: All right, I want to invite you to check out my podcast, Buck's Beat, Episode 81 Dropped. I think it was Thursday last week, and we're looking at some of the interesting, brave storylines with my man Jeff Francoeur. Talk about Grissom replacing Dansby, Sean Murphy taking over behind the plate, the competition for the fifth starter spot between Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka, who's already being held back with a pulled hamstring. Also talk about the new closer, Rysel Iglesias. So uh, check out Buckspeed episode 81. You can find that wherever it is you find your podcast or go to thepodcastpark.com. That is brought to you by Associated Credit Union. You know, I pulled that up and I took a look and it says, uh, Join Buck, uh, friend, Frank joins him, episode 81, to talk about some of the rules changes. I never once mentioned there were. we were going to discuss the rule changes. I mean, who came up with that? We're talking about some of the great storylines coming into the year. And check out all the other podcasts, too, that we have. Some of those... Uh, You know, people start doing them, and then I think they sort of stop doing them. Anyway, that's going to do it for my show today. Appreciate you hanging out. Uh, Nick and Chris coming up live from Brave Spring Training. Stay tuned for that. I'm back tomorrow, 10 o'clock sharp, for the Blue Show. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. 20- dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always
1: expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp MargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.